0: This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business.
1: Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, the best sales and marketing tips of your week in 15 minutes or less. My name is Joshua Stike, And I'm Luke Acree. And Luke, as you know, finding top talent for your team or company may be the most important thing you can do for your business. But retaining that talent
0: is so difficult.
1: So difficult, (laughs) but may even be more important. Consider this. The Society for Human Resource Management says that on average, this stat's going to blow you away, it costs a company six to nine months of an employee's salary to replace him or her. That means for an employee making 60000 that comes out to $30,000 to $45,000 in recruiting and training costs to replace them. So today we're
0: going to go over how to inspire and retain top talent in your business. Especially in today's market where there's a labor shortage. Like literally everybody is desperate to find top talent. People are getting bonuses to leave. People are getting bonuses to stay. It's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like a a crazy world out there right now. But here's uh, all we can give you. This is not an all encapsulating list, but we can give you some of the things that we try to make sure we look at and focus on that has helped us try to retain top talent. I'm going to start with an obvious one that a lot of you actually might respond to go, oh, that shouldn't that be the first one, but it really is insanely important. It's compensation. Yep. yep. Like I have found in my years of doing it, people don't like to talk about it. People like to act all, you know, altruistic or whatever about it. It's like, oh, it's not just about the money. No, no, no. For top talent, they For must talent. Yep. be rewarded because that is a sign of, Uh, recognition, appreciation. It's a sign of growth. So you have to make sure that it doesn't mean you have to pay them more than they're worth necessarily. It It just means that you have to give them a roadmap to earn what they want to earn. Yes. Like it's all about like making sure people have the pathway and the roadway to earn more. It's not about just giving. If you make the mistake of just giving, you're actually doing the opposite of what you want to do. What you want to do is actually make it to where people feel like they've earned and they have a roadway to earn more. So I would look at your compensation, yeah. some tactical things you can do. You can literally look at how you compare it to the market yep. and then look at the step progression. We just went some or through something with our company where every department we had to lay out kind of trajectories. Uh, for people and lay out, hey, what's the pathway for them to rise up in the company? Yep. And obviously, with rising up, they're going to make more money type idea.
1: I think the other thing that goes along with this is that idea of where the value lies. So if you can help guide your team members towards, hey, what's actually the dollar earning activities yes. is producing the value, that gives a much clearer understanding at least as the compensation to the activities or the value that they're providing. Uh, It's actually uh, a lot. When I was looking up some stats on this, a majority of managers believe their people leave their job due to compensation, but it's not the majority that actually leave for compensation. No, it's because the manager, they don't like the manager. Well, they don't (laughs) like the manager. (laughs) Actually, what was the stat that I pulled about? Um, 76% of
0: employees said they have a toxic boss. Well, here's what I would say. I say that most people would say it's not because of the money cuz it truly isn't. You don't well, what I was going to say is
1: these hidden these hidden things. So feeling unappreciated you mentioned, the yep. job not being as expected you Bingo. mentioned, right? It's these other things that get tied along
0: with the it, It's basically compensation is the um piece that I guess, guides what is happening. So meaning like, if you feel underappreciated, one of the things, tangible things you're going to look to is your compensation. Yes, exactly. is, so it's not that compensation, it's the amount of money or anything like that, but it is actually the, how that is handled, which dictates whether or not the employee feels like they are, you know, have opportunity or they're moving up. I will also point out, I just had a conversation uh, with someone here at our office. I don't think they would mind me sharing it. But you know, the, the, the conversation went like this. This person is going to make maybe the same or less than they did last year. And they feel like they've knocked it out of the park and hit their goals. And I literally asked them a question. I said, well, you know, obviously they agreed to the compensation that they uh, signed on to at the beginning of the year. And I said, well, have you looked at your goals and looked at your compensation that you agreed to and asked yourself, well, if, I, if I'm hitting my goals, why is my compensation not rising? Because only two things happen there. Either you agreed to and we have the wrong compensation structure set up, or two, the goals that you are hitting are actually not the goals that the company actually wants you to hit. Because if, not, if you were hitting them- what you want to hit in order for the compensation, right? Yeah, meaning like the compensation would go because the yeah. compensation plans are set up to reward based upon what the company needs done. Yes. And then I said, and then here's the struggle you get into. The struggle you get into is- You're a valuable person to me. I don't want you to feel underpaid. I don't want you to feel like you're making less or you're not, but now know what situation we're in. We're in a situation where I believe in you. So I'm going to have to pay in advance of what I'm getting Mm -hmm. in hopes that I get a return versus that's not what you want. That's not what I want. What you want is, man, I knocked it out of the park. You're so happy to pay me because of what I've produced. And every employee wants that. They want to be rewarded based upon what they've contributed, not based upon like, yeah, I deserve something. Yeah, the yeah. promise of something. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. So the second one that we kind of mapped out here, the, the two and three kind of go along hand in hand a little bit from a development standpoint. But the second one being the uh, being able to give your team members a personal development, actually yep. developing in their personal uh, abilities or their craft or whatever that would be. Yeah,
0: I think it's personal development. And I would take it deeper to the point that, look, you're dealing with a whole person. So I think oftentimes we try to silo out the person and it's just their work person, but that's not the truth. You're dealing with the whole person. So you got to get to know your people, right? So if your top performers, you know, if you want them to stay and you want them to be engaged then you need to know them. I was um, doing an interview for a team lead position and one of the people applying says, how do you not know the names of the wives or, or the kids or the people that are important to your top person? Yep. Because it's just a sign to show that, man, you don't really know them. Like you're not engaged with them. And guess what? If it's just, this is how it is in business. If it's just transactional, you don't get referrals. You lose the person if something bad happens. If it's just transaction, if it's just about work at work, You lose the person when something bad happens, when they're unmotivated, when there's another job offer that comes along and it seems too good to be true, whatever it is. You've got to get to know your people. So that means you have to do personal development with them. Where do they want to go? Learn about their life. What's going on? How can you help them be the best version of themselves and have those one-on-ones? We do monthly one-on-ones. Some of our groups do more than monthly. uh, But we do that in essence to not only help them with their career, but also help them personally. Well, that is
1: where you keep track of uh, the family members the names of the their pets things that are yep. important to them keep them in your one-on-one notes cuz you can always come back to that and i hate to make it sound so mechanical as that but it really is if you're if you're working with or you know, working with a, a lot of team members sometimes you need to keep track of that eventually you'll you'll be able to pick it up second nature but i can speak from personal experience like steve acker our ceo mm-hmm. Like focuses so much on, of course, yeah, most of it is work related, <laughs> but there's there's these consistent touch points in between the work that really focuses on, hey man, how's life going and and has pushed me to be better in my personal development, working with you has pushed me to set goals from a personal perspective. We were just talking this morning before the podcast, Ariel's got her goals set now for twenty twenty two so being around those people and having that having those people in your in your career. Uh, especially from a management perspective is so important to yep, that. It really is. All right, number three is related to the job itself. So this is career development. Yep. What is the pathway that you're giving giving people to either advance in their career within your organization or advance in their career specifically yep. specifically even outside of necessarily the
0: organization? Yeah, because I think if, if you have set up proper compensation structures, if you are getting to know the people and you're helping them personally develop, then you also want to help them in their career develop. So that means, hey, what are you suggesting to them? Maybe it's a... You send them like we have our director of project management. We sent her to get certified as a project manager. Yeah. Right. That's her career developer or development. We paid for that. We wanted to invest in that in her to see her grow. That makes her more loyal to the company. That brings her closer because we're investing in her career. The same applies not just for, you know, paying for a course or something like that. It could be as simple as, hey, here's a book that I would love for you to read. Because as I've been talking to you, I've been working with you, I see that you struggle with having hard conversations. Why don't we read this book together, Radical Candor? I actually had an employee that um, was really struggling and I reached out to him and I had a conversation with them and learned about what was going on in their life and realized hey, we could do something together. So I bought them the book Extreme Ownership and we read through Extreme Ownership again together. And that was just a way for me to connect with them, help them grow in their career because they were struggling with some certain things. And it gave me an avenue to to build and bridge that gap of loyalty.
1: Another way to do this is to align their career goals with the opportunities within the organization. 75% of millennials job hop to advance their careers. So that's a huge stat. That you can see right there. Companies lose 25% of their employees during the first year of employment because there isn't that path towards growth. And then if you look at the stats overall, 51% of employees are considering a new job right now. So thinking about that in terms of making sure that you have the pathway drawn up and you have the things that are needed to be done. Sometimes that's reading a book. Sometimes it's going through a course in order to hit that next stage. Take them to a conference.
0: Conferences are great uh, motivators. A concert. Yeah, <laughs> take them to a concert where you could do that too, but take them to a conference. That's a great way to grow they want to be a rock star. Um, but actually, I think the last one that we have, I think could be the biggest effect for you is have a high performance culture. Meaning top producers want to work with top people. They don't want to work with slackers. They don't want to be in a company that has a low culture. They don't want to be in a company that puts up with people that aren't doing what they should be doing, right? It's amazing how many people you lose, Because you're putting up with or allowing bad behavior. You're allowing Mm. other people to act up in your organization. So it is about them, right? But it's really about creating a a culture where I want to be around great people. I don't want to be around easy. I want to be around people that are helping me grow. So it's not just about giving them money or, or, you know, making everything feel good. It's about actually going, no, no, if you're going to play here, you're going to be the best version of yourself. People want that. So don't underestimate that. 49%,
1: 49%, the stats back it up, 49% of employees have the thought of leaving a company due to its culture. So That's half your work staff is having the thought of leaving due to the culture. And then a quarter of Americans, so 26% of Americans dread going to work. But if you can shift that culture around, making it a high-performance culture, people look forward
0: to showing up and getting better. The one piece I would tell you on culture that I believe, at least I think we have done well, is make your work more than just about work. Meaning, like for us, we're changing people's lives here. We're doing something great. We're going to be a company hopefully they write a book on, right? It's not about the ego. It's about doing something that's bigger than just technically coming in here and recording a podcast, technically getting on the phone and making a phone call, technically editing, editing a video or whatever. It's literally, hey, no, no, we're changing lives. So it's making your job more than just a technical job. If you do that, and Simon Sinek wrote the book, you know, start with the why. If you make it about the why, that's going to keep people.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to Statepaidpodcast.com for the show notes and the video of this episode. And if you like this episode and would like to show your support, two ways we ask you to do that. First is to head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review and a comment. We'll read it here on the show. And the second way to help out is to share this episode with a friend. Luke, how much room... I don't, So I don't know if you knew this. Let me kind of preface this.
0: Okay, this please first. do.
1: My family, right? My father's side of my family... His grandfather, or I'm sorry, his father and his grandfather, I don't know if it goes back before then, uh, made their living on mushroom farms. So, actually had mushroom farms. Like, Oxford, Pennsylvania is like one of the largest mushroom producing areas. I don't know if it's in the state or the country or what, but they actually made their money uh, on mushroom farms, right? So, when my dad was a kid, he would like pick mushrooms. That's crazy. Anyway, it's a little bit of mushroom trivia. How much room do fungi need to grow? As mushroom as possible.
0: I was really nervous that as you were telling that story, you were casually just going to drop the dad joke and it was just going to go right over our head. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're really good at that. But that was good. I like that one.
1: If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us a podcast at ReminderMedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at
0: Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Steik. Guys, I'm Luke Acri. The best way to retain talent is to have a personal relationship with them, right? So my action item for you is really get in and start getting to know the people that are with you that are helping you obtain the vision that you guys are doing together. That will set you on the path of knowing, hey, where do I need to focus? Does it need to be career development, personal development? Do I need to really make sure we have this high performance culture? Is it compensation? But it all starts with, are you meeting with your people? Do you know your people? Get to know them. And that will tell you everything you need to do next to make sure you retain your top talent. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single industry. is top producers take action. Take action on that today.